Hey, my name is Stephen Beckman. This is the COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast. Um, I am the CEN, or the Chief Executive Nobody, of the Mesh News Project. You can find the Mesh News Project at meshnews.org. Mesh News is the mothership to COINTELPRO 2.0. You can catch the COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast at podcasts, with an S, dot COINTELPRO, the number two. And then the word zero, spelled out Z-E-R-O dot com. You can check out our video series at videos, with an S, videos, dot COINTELPRO. The number two, Z-E-R-O dot com. And then our online guide full of articles and resources at COINTELPRO, the number two, Z-E-R-O dot com. Being in the program of COINTELPRO, I can tell you my journey has had just a wide assortment of things happened to me while in this program. I've had my bank accounts frozen. I've had an active denial service weapon used on me to keep me from walking into major media outlets in downtown LA. I've been censored on multiple social platforms. I've been subjected to radiation assaults nearly daily. And that's not microwave assaults, that's radiation assaults. That's different. I'm subjected to constant poisonings, druggings, a massive years-long smear campaign, being blacklisted and unable to pursue a career, which I had my degree and practiced for seven years before getting into the program. I've had my privacy made a novelty for others. And mainstream media and media puppets of our intelligence services reinforce these smears, which are completely basis. And then I had to wage an anti-smear campaign to correct this information. I've been given false medical care countless times. I fought three attempts at corrupt psych staff trying to declare me mentally unfit, forcing me to spend thousands of dollars of money that you don't really have in this program to go through independent and accredited uh, psychoanalysts, etc., to verify that these are things that are happening to me and and not some delusion. I've been arrested on false charges and held on $100,000 bail, which was only an opportunity for law enforcement to instruct in-jail gangs to try to kill me per the guard's instructions. I then had to go to this pretend trial and beat these false charges, only to tarnish my record, making it unable for me to also gain just basic employment. The key like to keep you broke in this program. I've been stalked across state lines, and county lines, and daily within my own community where I live. And in a desperate attempt to silence or even possibly murder me, I was struck with a car to send a message to shut my mouth. Reasons others are told of these horrible things and abuses happened to me are just carefully planned out logical fallacies to pacify 
of which all have been debunked. And I have the receipts. I'm not invited to my own trial because I hold the receipts to facts. Now you can learn more about me personally, view these receipts, and see a light shine on how government silences those that it sees as a threat and those who blow the whistle on government corruption at knowstevenbeckman.com. That being said, let's move forward with this podcast episode. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. My name is Stephen Beckman. I'm the chief executive nobody of the Mesh News Project. The Mesh News Project is the mothership of the Pro 2.0 podcast. You can hear more episodes of the Pro 2.0 podcast without an app at the address of podcasts with an S, podcasts dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then zero spelled out, that's Z-E-R-O. So that's podcasts dot COINTELPRO, the number two, Z-E-R-O dot com. There's also some companion videos we have for the, the COINTELPRO 2.0, and that is at videos with an S, videos dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then Z-E-R-O dot com, as well as just the online resource center that is COINTELPRO, the number two, and then ZERO.com. That is a great resource with articles and videos and podcasts all in one. And that is for people who are targets of gang stalking, mobbing, workplace harassment, um, tips and tricks and strategies for whistleblowers and government leakers and even journalists who might be under the thumb of oppressive means or uh, a large group of people who would employ these tactics even on the corporate side seeing as COINTELPRO 2.0 tactics are also used on targets that you know a corporation might deem as a threat or what have you and since the commercialization of the military industrial complex these services are available to those who run in those kinds of circles so visit the website check out the resource that's COINTELPRO the number two ZERO.com hey guys um I go into this episode I want to just tack this onto the front I go into this episode about recording the police and seeing things from their side um I don't want that to be misconstrued about racial inequality and uh when we get to that part just understand me personally, I think if you're a black man in America and you get pulled over by the police, you should fucking live stream that shit and just sit that on your dash while that's happening. That's me personally. So just keep that in mind when I get to that part later in the podcast. Cool. Thanks. Hey, guys. I uh, just want to record this podcast real quick. I'm actually re-recording this podcast because uh, I made it the first time and I was super fucking pissed off. So I fucking yammered on forever. And I, it's just a like a field note. But, you know, I try to do this stuff when it's like fresh in my head. So because think about how many hundreds of hours and literally hundreds of podcasts I've made about specific things. There's hundreds of things. That's just too much to even remember, you know. So I've been trying. I Whenever something happens, I'm like, fuck, I need to record this right now because and or you have no idea. There's so many things in this program that. 
because you're constantly drinking out of the fucking fire hose of ex- of traumatic experiences at one stage and then another it's just maintaining of that um shit etc like and then just bad situation after bad situation you all of a sudden like he did he remember we learned about hedonic adaptation you start to normalize just bananas shit that when i describe it to other people i sometimes think about it i think about conversations I would have with someone, I'd be like, how would I have this, explain this situation? And I'd be like, oh, fuck, this sounds bananas. Because, and I've, but I've normalized it because my it, it happens one step at a time. You, there's that great quote of Jordan Peterson I, I always play about him talking about bad things happen one step at a time. And he said that on the Rogan show and he was talking in regards to how people normalized the Nazis treating Jews like shit. It happened one step at a time. He's essentially describing the Overton window, but it's a it's a beautiful. Uh, uh, Peterson knows he's very he's a very um, good orator, but he since he has a teaching background, he can also break down ideas and describe them in a simplistic way, so people who may not have the heuristics to digest that information can understand what he means when he talks about the Overton window or whatever without having to give people like a, a whole course. So, but that's essentially what he's describing, but he's absolutely right. It happens slowly over time. And all of a sudden people's perception of what is acceptable and normal slowly gets shifted over time. And as your program goes on for years and years, absolutely. From the abuse that they encourage the people essentially to harass you to do, the shit that they do gets crazier and crazier. And then you at the same time, normalize their behavior. But I wanted to make this quick little field note. I'm going to try to make this other quick because the first time I recorded it, it was like 45 minutes long. But, you know, I've been in the past like month and a half. I've had three interactions with law enforcement. And basically, you know, I've told you in previous podcasts, um, the strategy on that, how that works is when what happens is usually cops will find. Usually the cops will, you know, remember I talk about group A and group B people, usually law enforcement who engages in this gang stalking type behavior. They um, encourage a team of locals. And usually the majority of them are people who are just morons, like idiots. Um, and, I, and, I, and, I, and, you know, I didn't start off thinking that. I, um, you know, it was interacting with these people over and over that I found out like, oh, so they're targeting morons, like people who, you know, I'm saying, you know how that meme right now of that, um, that woman who ended up paying like $25,000 for like a car that would cost her three grand on Craigslist. And she's bragging about how she's going to be paying like $500 for the next 84 months. It was like a car, local car dealership, and he was posting about his great deal that he sealed. And she's all twerking on the car because she's excited. She got like a $3,000 car. She's going to be paying, you know, like there are idiots out there. They don't know how to do math. They don't know how to, you know, they don't, one plus one equals 11 to them. And these are the kind of people that they target with this sensational type of shit. And they encourage these people to like lynch somebody. And when you have an authority figure perpetuating a false narrative, and then they're particularly targeting people who are of low brain density. Um, they, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I've just, 
I've just come to understand that. I'm not just baselessly calling these people retards. They are. They're dumb. They're just dumb and they're chumps. And they're, once somebody gives them some sort of situation where they can be like a hometown hero, there's a lot of people who don't, whatever. I'm, I'm meandering and I need to wrap this up. But they're idiots. I talk to these people. I, you know, I'll present them. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll ask them, what is your problem with me? Some people will tell them because you're a threat to our, 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 our city, our neighborhood, our safety or whatever. I'm like, okay, what is that? And what information is that based off of? You know what I'm saying? And these people will just run away. I'll say, there was a time, like I said, there was a time when I told you before, for a year, I'd run around and I made these postcards and there was a big orange sticker on it and it said $7,000 to the first person that could. So people, I mean, I know $7,000 ain't a lot of money. It was a lot of money to me. I was fucking broke. But it's, you know, it's wave runner money. It's not life-changing money, but it's definitely some money you ain't going to like, oh, something that I just know is true. Oh, excellent. So I should be able to find, I should be able to take this down seven grand from this dude and then make him look stupid. Like nobody could take my money. I went literally like passing out flyers door to door to all these businesses, all these restaurants. Nobody could take my fucking money. How come you can take my money? Because they're idiots. People will blatantly ignore the truth as long as they get to maintain a sense of superiority and self-importance and have and live some sort of hero fantasy. And that's essentially what these corrupt law enforcement, not all the cops are corrupt in San Diego, but the ones that are heading this and encouraging this are. Um, but yeah, no one can take my fucking money, man. Like, I was giving this shit out to people that worked at fucking McDonald's and restaurants and server. Like, I'm sorry, but like $7,000 just to, you know what I'm saying? To prove something, you know, like water is wet. Like you can't throw, okay, prove water is wet. I'll give you $7,000. Like, once you throw a cup of water in my face, like instantly, yeah, now give me your fucking money, chump, right? No one could do that. No one could. Um, so these people are morons. They just, I heard from my homeboy and, oh, well. Like, and, and the person I, I finally got down to the people who were perpetuating these rumors about me. Some of these people I knew growing up in this area, believe it or not. Um, these people have already been proven to be liars beforehand and that they, they start drama and they say a bunch of crazy things. They've, that's already been proven and a long history of it, but because I've already, you know, I'm saying I've asked these people, and some of these people are like, "Oh, seven grand, huh?" And then they'll start. They'll be like, "Well, so and so, or Margaret said this, or this guy Stavros said this, or this guy Chris said this, or." And I start to get to the bottom of like who's passing this book. Oh, this guy named Russell said this, like, and I start to get to the bottom of it. And I'm like, okay, well, they said that, but. What did they show to you, prove to you? Like, what backed all this information? I'll give you the seven grand right now. You know what I'm saying? I Take my money and, and they would get to there. But, you know, I learned a lot about who the people who are perpetuating these narratives. Oh, this guy named Justin said this. Like, okay, what is that information based off of? You know, and I've known some of these people. I've known some of these people getting caught in quite the whoppers because uh, I've grown up with these people. Like I said, I have a local situation that kind of crashed into a bigger situation. The best metaphor I've ever given to it for it is it's like having a cold and a broken arm at the same time. Like those things can happen. That's not crazy. It's kind of the same thing. Like one situation, a local situation crashed into a bigger situation, but no one can take my money, you know, whatever. Um, 
oh yeah like just it's just crazy oh well this girl nikki said this oh this guy mario said this like okay they say that now what take my money dude like can't take like but i hey i just i just i learned a lot of the people who were saying a lot of crazy things but they couldn't deliver on any of those things just people who've already improved like whatever i'm not gonna go on and on and on anyways i've been had i've had three interactions with police lately a month and a half ago um i was having an interview I was doing a Zoom interview in my car, minding my own business. And these cops roll up on me in the middle of my Zoom interview. Meanwhile, like, I've, I've already told you, man, like, they keep you broke in this program. So, you know, every morning I, you know, I do, I do freelance and stuff like that to uh, keep me afloat. And that I've been lucky enough to have my, you know, family supporting me like fucking A, dog. Uh, going through this shit, but I'm still trying to be hyper vigilant. They 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 step on a lot of the shit that I do because if you're broke, you can't fight back. You know you can't afford a lawyer. You know what I'm saying if they falsely arrest you, you you know what I'm saying you get uh you know like they've done to me, you get a public defender. Those motherfuckers work for the DA. They don't work for you. Um, if you are broke, you can't run away from it. You know whatever. So they keep you broke. They keep you, they keep your communications. They step on your communications. They step on since, you know, it's Department of Homeland Security and their contractors and et cetera doing this. They can step on your internet. It doesn't matter what's going on at the platform. It doesn't matter what's going on at ZipRecruiter or LinkedIn or Indeed. The government owns the pipes. You understand? So that being said, so I was having this interview and I was just so happy to have it. These cops roll up on me. While I'm having the interview, stick their head in the car window because my windows were down. As you know, obviously you can see in the car window. And tell the people that I have to go because they've arrived. Obviously, I didn't get that job. Then they later they later told me somebody reported drug activity. Who reported it? What drug activity? You can you literally stuck your head in my car. You don't smell drugs. You know you can look at me and the man, my pupils aren't dilated. I'm a literally. I'm minding my own business. I'm standing outside my car up against my fender. And then I just see this older gentleman, maybe in his 50s, start walking towards me from the dark. And then as he comes towards, because I park under streetlights and stuff like that, because hopefully, because these guys are so sneaky with the stealing of the gas. 
Um, I try to park under lights so I can see. Uh, they do it at night, and they're super stealth. Um, unfortunately, no one makes a locking gas cap for this car. So, I'm standing outside, I'm underneath a, a light, and then this guy slowly gets illuminated as he walks closer and closer, and he gets a foot away from my face. And he's, uh, he's obviously, this gentleman obviously had um, a past where he has a substance abuse problem, because uh, he had teeth missing from substance abuse. Um, his tongue kind of looked like it was in jail. Some people call it summer teeth. Some are here, some are there. But he walks up to me and he says, Cops say we can do whatever we want to you. I'm like, excuse me? Cops say we can do whatever we want. We're going to do whatever we want. And I was like, okay. And he turned around and walked away. Never met this guy. Never know this guy. Don't know this guy personally. Nothing. So it's pretty obvious. I mean, considering how fucking confident he was. And the message you had to deliver that, you know, and from my experiences now with law enforcement trying to put me in a, in a, in a nut house because I came to report a burglary, right? I didn't come to report green men. I didn't come to report aliens probing my ass. I didn't come to report the CIA and black helicopters. No, I came to report a burglary and this motherfucker tried to get me declared 5150. So believe me, when I considering all the interactions I had with law enforcement up until then, and I believed exactly what this gentleman was saying to me. I don't just basically believe him. I, I have some sort of proof to back these things up. Uh, adults do that normally. Anyways, so I, uh, I understand this is being encouraged by law enforcement, and then, you know, from another podcast I told you guys that, um, how this usually works is somebody will cause a disturbance or they will harass me, and these people are usually being coached by law enforcement who's usually parked like across the street or around the corner or behind, you know, like a shopping center or something. And they're coordinating their actions and they coach them on how to go right up to the point where they're breaking the law to try to harass me, to encourage me to react so then they can say I committed a crime. And, um, Anyways, so the first person was the person who said that I was doing drugs. I had an interaction with them. No, no bullshit. Ten minutes prior to the person who reported that, um, that he was basically just bugging me. I was, I was by myself, and he came to park his car and just watched me. And it was very creepy. It was, it was stalking behavior. And I got out of the car and I said, "Is there something you want?" And he just kept, uh, you know, he, there was, he he parked his car and pointed his car at me and was just kind of sitting there observing me. And I was like, something I want? What's going on? So that happened. And then a month later, the cops, they kept the cops were creating this bullshit. They were saying, oh, we got reports of drug activity or whatever. Like, obviously, it was the dude I just had an interaction with. I told him to go fuck himself because he was being a creep. That's what you do to people who are fucking creep. Um, but then that guy called the cops and said I was doing drugs. To get him to show up. But I doubt that that that's what happened because they arrived so quickly. Which usually means that they're around the, right around the corner. How do I know this? Because I, 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 I
So this guy breaks into my, he broke into my car. I know, I was looking in, I was like, man, how did this guy get into my car? I didn't give him a key or whatever. I've been doing some research. There's some people who can, uh, I guess there's a method where they cut a slit in a tennis ball and they can take that tennis ball. Uh, my car is uh, 2005. And um, you can use a tennis ball, cut a little hole in the tennis ball, and I was looking on YouTube, and you can put air in the part of the lock, where it's a liquor lock. He, so he broke into my, he literally broke into my car. He committed a felony. I called the cops. They take some two and a half hours to get there. And then the cop tried to make me defend. He then then the cop was like, you know what? Because uh, I said, look, bro, go in there and look at the security footage. This guy broke into my car quickly. Do you understand? He broke into my car while I was in it. That's a crime. And he committed on, on camera a crime that you can go to jail for. He goes in. He looks at the footage, comes back, and he's like, I'm not going to write a report on this. I'm going to write a, a fucking, uh, uh, you know, if you want an incident report or whatever, basically it's bullshit um but he wouldn't file a report and it took him two and a half hours to get there right and i reported an actual crime an actual crime two and a half hours and then he refused to write a report and then said a crime never happened to me 
even though a crime happened underneath the camera. And he had, and he would, since he's law enforcement, can have security access that. So when a, when a literal felony happens to me, two and a half hours, takes forever, and I could prove it happened, nothing happens. So again today, right? So I'm, so I'm, fr- that happened last week. So I'm fresh off that experience where cars just roll up on me and then immediately the guy gets out and tries to break into my car. So what they did to me today. The last thing you're trying to do is stimulate people to fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? So keep in mind what that gentleman, you know, the situation I've been in where I was literally trying to report crimes earlier a few years back when this was fucking going full blast on me. Meanwhile, this, you know, this was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I was trying to report a, a general burglary and they were trying to get me declared 5150. They told me they wouldn't file the report unless I uh, did a psychological evaluation. Right? A burglary. But you can just say, you know, but you can just tell the police someone's doing drugs and then they come like, you know, a murder just happened. It was a mass shooter. They respond with a mass shooter's uh, uh, level of, of response time. And then finally someone breaks into my car on camera, commits a felony, two and a half hours. And the cop says nothing happened to me because I, I, I wasn't supposed to, I, 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 because I wasn't a patron of the business, nothing can happen. Then the cop says, well, you know, that security guard in there says that she hears that you're engaged in some very illegal activity. That's what the cop said to me. I was like, the fuck? I don't even know that lady. I've never even spoken to the security guard. How does she even know things about me? I don't even know this person. That's the craziest. But the cop automatically is like, you're engaged in some very criminal activity. That's what he said to me. I'm there to report a dude breaking into my car. He goes and he sees the evidence that that's a true, that's that, that really happened, but he doesn't want to give me a report that says, yes, I'm being harassed. So then he says that he says some bullshit story on why a crime didn't happen. And then he accuses me of a crime that he has no basis for. Okay. So response times. And considering the conduct, I just had another interaction today where the same thing was happening, but this time these people were, I was in a far, I was in an empty lot far at the end, no other cars uh, there except for, you know, employees of the business. They park at the very, very far end where there's no cars, Um, but they're all inside. So this group of Hispanic ladies, um, we're parking behind my car and stopping, just just staying there, not doing anything. Then they parked right alongside me, right? There's no other cars. Then they just mean mug me, is you know, stared at me. And then slowly backed away the car. I guess they thought I was being intimidated. Then they came up on the other side of me, on the on the passenger side, stared at me, backed up the car. And I was just like, you know what, dog? I just got my car broken into. I'm getting you guys calling all this fake ass shit. I was like, I'm going to chase these motherfuckers away. So I get out of the car. I got this bat that I have because there's this tweaker at one time when the shit was, uh, when I would go out, he would constantly break into the back, uh, 
he would, he would break into the car while I was in the car. And I'd be looking down at my screen on my phone because everything I make for the, the, for the uh, news project is on my device, believe it or not. So I'm looking down at my screen. And while I was distracting, he would slowly gain, he would slowly break in the car, open up the door. He would steal bags out of here. He would steal, you know, if I had drinks back there for the whole day since I'd be working or whatever. So I got this bat because I finally caught this dude and I had to chase him away. And I was like, this is crazy how people are so empowered by this shit. So I have this bat because these people just are empowered. They even say to my face things like the cops are giving us a blank check to fuck with you. And I believe it, considering all the times I had before where I went to report a crime and instead they try to put me in a nut house because these cops are trying to get rid of their problem that they caused. So anyways, these people are in this parking lot and they start harassing me, start, start, uh, you know, in an area where there's nobody else. The only reason why they, they're only, re then they just start hovering around me. They start driving in circles and whatever. And then I respond and I get out of the car with this bat and I bang it on the ground, right? Didn't swing it at them or nothing. They're still in their car, but just to let them know like, Hey man, they're swimming in here with some hardware. And if you want you know what I'm saying? If, if, if you, you know, you want the smoke, like, I don't think you do. I'm not trying to break a sweat. I'm just going to, you know what I'm saying? Fred Flintstone you over the dome and I'm going to go right back to my life. So they drive away finally after spending like 20 minutes just playing this game where they're driving in circles. They stop right behind my car. So I can't, you know, if I were to leave to get away from them or whatever, then they start parking right next to me on both sides of me and, you know, staring at me like I'm a bad person or whatever, right? No, there's no reason for it. But like I said, what usually happens is the police will coach these people on what to do, right? And they'll be parked right around the corner. And then sure enough, 10 minutes later, fucking police show up. It's crazy when an actual felony happens. Um, it takes them two and a half hours to show up. When a felony happens on video, it takes two and a half hours for them to show up. And then the, then the crime isn't real because... I wasn't a patron of the business of the parking lot. So all of a sudden, a new set of rule laws get written. But when somebody is purposely trying to harass me and they finally get a response out of me, the cops just show up like they're right down the street and try to tell me that I'm doing something wrong. And then the lady who, one of the ladies of the group who was harassing me, um, comes up to the police while they're talking to me and she was saying... The reason why she was harassing me was because she saw me taking pictures and that concerned her. Three days ago, there was a group, another people, group of other people who were harassing me, hovering around me. And so I did a non-threatening thing in a public place three days ago, mind you, three days ago. That's 72 hours, three days ago. So I took pictures of their car license plate and I took a picture of their um, VIN number, because I've been telling you guys before that some of the cars have this radiation shit in it. They've been taking the VIN numbers off the cars because they know what I've been doing. So I now make sure I get the plate and the VIN number. I didn't interact with the person, didn't threaten them, whatever. That was three days ago. This lady said that she called the police and was concerned about me because three days ago she saw me using the camera on my phone in a public place, the same camera that she owns. So, because, so, so basically the story today was 
the police got called on me because three days ago I used my, the, my camera on my phone, which everybody owns. Police showed up in minutes because they're right down the street. They just invented another reason like drug activity, whatever, so they could try to intimidate me. Why am I talking about this? Because, I, you know, I've been making a mistake. I have this idea that I don't like I grew my unfortunately, you know, um, my father was in law enforcement back in the 80s. Unfortunately, I lost him because of a work hazard. I'm not getting into it, but. Um, so I don't have a predisposition that cops are bad people. In fact, the opposite. Um, do you know what I'm saying? So I kind of have a soft spot for that. And so every time I've had a law enforcement interaction, I have not been recording it. And I've been so fucked. Do you understand? And every interaction and every time I have an interaction with police, I don't think the same way when it comes to like the same when it comes to dealing with people from another ethnic group, like we're a border city. So we have a, we have a whole bunch of Hispanic people. My, my very first crush was a girl who was not, was, uh, you know, I guess you would call them a part of the dreamers or whatever. She wasn't even from here. She was from the other side. English wasn't her first language. She spoke broken English, but I mean, probably that was the first girl I was enamored with the first girl who kissed me on my cheek. Like not a, I don't have a racist bone in my body towards anybody a brown or black or whatever. Like the very first girl that I was, you know, the very first thing I was ever attracted to was, you know, um, a Hispanic girl, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, and I've grown up in San Diego. It's a border city. I don't have any racist, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like I have no bias, but a majority of the people who were, who have been shooting this radiation shit at me have been Hispanic and nearly, I don't, but even though almost always when I start getting a group of Hispanic people hovering around me, even now, I still not thinking, well, they're probably the same group of people who are going to, sh- the same, coming from the same group of people are going to shoot the shit at me again. And I'm going to have to run and, or, you know, um, there'll be an interaction or something. Right. But regardless, even now years into this, when a majority of the people shooting this radio, not once have I thought it's going to happen again, just based purely off their ethnicity. And that's really fucked me, bro. Because if I've had any kind of, of, of prejudice, like I'd probably be in better health because I don't, you know, regardless. And I hold the same, I hold the same kind of, of mental, um, position, like mentality. I have that same position when it comes to law enforcement, even though literally since this shit has started, every single interaction with law enforcement I've had has been some way to fuck me. Um, I never think I better record this because this guy's going to try to fuck me over or he's going to try to intimidate me or he's going to try to get me thrown in a nut house because a burglary report or he's going to try to tell me I did something wrong because these people keep intimidating me and breaking into my car and I'm sitting at minding my own business and I haven't been recording it. And that's why I've been so fucked. These cops are not going to give me a report because then on paper, it will show that I've had all these interactions with law enforcement proving that there is an ongoing harassment. They do not want a paper trail because once you're worm food, there's no trail of this, you know what I'm saying? This guy's dead because 
they kept fucking with him over and over and over. And he died, you know, death from a thousand cuts, so many interactions, so many exposures, etc. Finally, he's now dead. They don't want to give a paper trail to that interaction. And I've been so stupid. And that's why I'm making this podcast is because I'm making mistakes. But I want you to learn from that shit. I don't like, I want somebody to, you know, if they do have this situation happen to them where they are put thrust into the COINTELPRO 2.0 program, that you're able to get out before it gets too hot. Do you know what I'm saying? One of those things that have probably would have helped me is always recording your police interactions. But since I had this mentality that, okay, all the other cops have fucked me over, but literally maybe this one will be different. And, you know what I'm saying, I had the same position with the majority of the interactions I have with um, the Hispanic population here. Um, but almost always, a majority of the time, the people who are shooting this radiation shit at me or majority, like 95% of them are Hispanics. Because, you know what I'm saying, the, that radiation material, they get it. They get it from the cartel. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've shown you guys the that this stuff gets regularly and they use them for assassination attempts and other dirty bombs and shit like that like if you're stealing radioactive material how the fuck does that not get you qualified to be a terrorist organization anyway so but I'm not prejudiced Regardless, you know what I'm saying? Um, you would think after just years and years and years, all my interactions with his, uh, with the Hispanic community are fucked up, that eventually I, I would fucking draw some sort of racial bias. But no, and that's just fucking the same kind of mentality is all fucking wrong. I'm not thinking that these cops are going to fucking going to I keep thinking to myself, that doesn't mean this guy is equal. I'm not going to treat this guy differently. I'm not going to engage him. Like he's an because I don't know, right? Because download this app called uh, where is it? Just download it. Background video recorder.
part of being a grown ass man is putting yourself in someone else's shoes and trying to imagine their position. Much, most, most of the time, the position is always. Now, the camera implication is that I'm a corrupt cop. I'm going to do something that's corrupt towards you. And so that implication is what gets them salty and gets them acting different. So what you need to do is instead of, well, especially in the COINTELPRO 2.0 situation, if uh, you're a black man and you're getting pulled over, absolutely use the uh, that app on your iPhone that automatically starts recording. When you say, Siri, I'm being pulled over. Like, I'm not saying bet all your horses on, you know, and pretend there's not a racial inequality problem in America. Fucking A. I'm talking specifically to people who are experiencing COINTELPRO 2.0. Is record all your interactions. Because while you're in COINTELPRO 2.0, it's a hands-off policy. And I've been trying to think perhaps this cop, this cop I get is going to be different. It just hasn't been. But how do I approach that situation where I'm not going to trigger a cop who may be trying to help me or maybe having an unbiased uh, reception and specifically you too while you're in this program is to instead of having your phone out, right, and they can see your screen is recording, right, that implies that they are a dishonest person. That's going to put their guard up and they're going to act differently. They might even be mean. They might tell you to stop recording, whatever. So get something called the Background Video Recorder app. I've already gone over the apps that I've been talking about, but every time you have interaction and you know you're in this program or you're part of maybe a gang stalking program, my just every interaction I've had with law enforcement has been them trying to yo-yo me, trying to tell me a crime never happened. They're just they're not trying to create a paper trail. They're, they're not trying to help me. But at the same time, I never know if I'm going to get somebody who is. So... What I recommend so the cops don't act like dicks because the implication of your recording is this cop is about to be dishonest. And if someone without knowing me or knowing my history or I draw and implies that I'm dishonest, I'm immediately going to be different with them. So use the back. So while you're in this program, download the background video recorder app. You can set it up in the app record using the back camera or front camera it doesn't show up on your screen that's why it's called the background video recorder app and i recommend trying to wear a button-up shirt while you're in this program because whenever i've had to record something and i didn't want it to be obvious i use that back recorder app but what i do is i put my phone when i can't take off the back your phone they're not going to act like they would act or they're not going to do something which they could then I recommend regularly use wearing a button-up shirt I only wear button-up shirts now because of the utility of the front pocket I mean, if you got a T-shirt with a but little clothing, it's usually the button-ups that have the deeper that you can phone. Very, just record the police. Every interaction you have with them while you're in this program, or even just general gang stalking, record the cops. But don't do it in a way that's going to get them to make them act salty, 
because you might get someone who's a good guy. You don't know. You just don't know. I mean, I haven't since I've gone through the program. It's always been someone trying to yo-yo me or try to lie to me or whatever. Or, you know, three days ago, I was using my camera on my phone and they, they that's why they got, that's where they're bothering me today. Anyways, um, but record the police no matter what, but don't do it in a way that's going to make them act salty or do it in a way which they understand what's going on. Cause that gives you the element of surprise and they may do something dishonest in front of you. So Download the background video recorder app. Whenever you're downloading apps, I always recommend, because there's a million apps called background video, find the one that has the best looking icon and the best looking description photos of the app. Because I find that those tend to be more legitimate. The ones that look like, oh, this is a product someone made and they wanted to be proud of it. Rather than the apps that have like the dog shit that looks like they just pulled an icon and just called it like whatever. Those apps tend to be full of spyware and not very useful. So, you know, when downloading any kind of app to solve a problem and you're unfamiliar with the brand of the company or whatever, just always download the one with the best looking icon. It's just a shortcut and it's turned out incredibly well for me. But anyways, download a background video recorder app. When the police encounter starts, double tap on the app, have it all pre-set up to watch camera or whatever. That way you're not pointing a thing at someone. You're not going to make them act different. But what this does is it creates also a trail. Because remember I told you these cops are trying to keep from paperwork being filed because they can act like nothing happened, you know, if there's no paper trail. So what this does is it gives you that paper trail because every interaction I've had, I don't get a report. And, you know, they do things like trying to get me committed and all sorts of crazy shit. Or they tell me a crime never happened to me. It takes them two and a half hours to respond to me, but five minutes if some old, some, some freaking lady saw me using my camera three days ago, right? Five minutes, like there's a, like it's an active shooter, right? You guys will show up like it's an active shooter drill in five minutes because, you know, some asshole, but two and a half hours for a crime that I caught on video, and then you'll tell me that a crime didn't happen to me. So these guys aren't trying to help me, and they're not trying to help you. Because there'll be a paper trail. And if you can show a paper trail or a trail of abuse or a trail of police encounters, then people might be like, yeah, you're always having these interactions with cops. And it seems it's over bullshit. And then they just go away. It's because they don't want a paper trail. They don't want to show that, yeah, we were instigating this shit. And that's why, he's, you know what I'm saying, now he's fucking dead and he can't prove nothing. And you know what I'm saying? Now, and you just, that's just your story. So to keep these motherfuckers honest, every single interaction you have with law enforcement, you get that background video recorder app, you put that shit in your front pocket, you set it up beforehand. You can even turn your screen off. It still records. It's fucking fantastic. And record that shit. That's your police report. And then just start uploading this shit to YouTube, etc. Um, do it in a way where you can access it because this might be helpful for you in court to show... You know, yeah, these guys showed up because, and they started harassing me. And look, it's part of this longer history of his, of interactions. But look, I have all these interactions with police. Because believe it or not, you know, even though I've done a podcast on um, obtaining body cam footage, the cops drag their fucking ass on that shit. They're not trying to give you that 
They're going to try to wait for quite some time to go by. They're going to see if you forgot about it. Then they're going to try to charge you to fucking get the video. Fuck that. Have your own video of the interaction, but do it in a way that's not going to make them act different or do it in a way that's going to make them act aggressive in case you do get someone who doesn't know what's going on or you get someone who's not a dick. Um, Because you have to understand the implication of the camera is that I think you're about to be dishonest. And imagine meeting somebody for the first time and then calling them a liar to their face. You probably won't have a good time with that person. Like if you met somebody at a party and they're like, oh, hi, this is, this is Robert. And you're like, you're a liar immediately. And you're just like, the fuck? Fuck you. Fuck you. I don't want to fucking talk to you. Stay away from me, right? Imagine interacting with a cop and then immediately you pull out your camera implicating that he's about to do something dishonest and you want to catch it on video. Now, I'm not saying there's not a racial division or what have you. I'm just saying specifically in this program, you might get someone who's not a piece of shit. So far, I've just been getting fucked over by these guys. But record the police. Record the police. Keep them honest. Record, record. But do it in a way that doesn't make them act different. And do it in a way that, uh, that you know, might not hurt your chances of maybe getting help from somebody who may not be in on what's going on with you. So record the police. Keep them honest every every incident and that will be your police report and you can do it in a way which keeps it on the down low on the dl and well you can reference that in case you ever do finally get enough information to go to court possibly get a settlement right fuck bro oh, i'd love to have like settlement money right now i deserve it fuck Record these people, keep them honest, and that's going to be your police report. Get a police report no matter what. A, a, a foolproof paper trail plan. I hope this message finds you as I broadcast from San Diego. We have had an update to how we are hosting this movie. Um, I was already getting a report from lots of people saying we can't see the movie. It says this movie's not available in our area. Some people say this movie has been removed. Thanks for bringing that to my attention because I was just sitting there just like, man, there's so many of you guys, you know, who tune into the podcast. And, um, you know what I'm saying? I got some high numbers for these, uh, for these director commentary episodes. And, um, it, now this totally makes sense because, now YouTube has sent me a copy strike notice on our backup channel and our um, native channel for the Mesh News Project where we're hosting the film. Um, it says that it is full. It says that it's full of misinformation from COVID. Even though I literally took all, all the material from this movie is made from clips I procured off YouTube. So how is this information illegal? Do you understand? Like, how is this information illegal if I downloaded it all from their platform? I guess they just don't like the order of how I put things. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? So it's not illegal content if it's not put in larger context for a giant grift. Do you understand? Like, how crazy is that? But yeah, all the stuff, all the stuff that's on my, on this movie is all pulled from YouTube. All YouTube clips. So how is it something that is... Well, well, I'll tell you. First, it was telling me that I had 
copyright notice, right? And then I, then I kept getting reports that then I, then that this content was, um, not suited for minors. And then I got a takedown notice and in that order, but I, you know what I'm saying? I just went back and started checking some of the, uh, other podcast platforms and people reporting broken link. They said this movie's not available in my area, etc. So yeah, I'm sorry. So we have to move the movie to Odyssey, which sucks because it really, you know what I'm saying? It really hurt the debut of this film. Obviously that was most likely on purpose, but so we had to switch to Odyssey. You don't need an app to use Odyssey. Odyssey is a video sharing platform, but they don't have regulations on what you can post, etc. It's kind of like how Elon has made Twitter. He just free speech. You know what I'm saying? People can say what they want and then you make sense of the information that, you know what I'm saying, you take in. So we're on Odyssey. I've updated all the links and all the podcast descriptions. So please refer to that Odyssey link because um, for some reason, this information is illegal in YouTube's eyes, even though I pulled it all off of YouTube. Isn't that crazy? Anyways, I appreciate all the support. I love all the comments. Um, I'm sorry I'm taking a while to get back on feedback. I'm still uh, recovering from COVID. But, um, yeah, thanks for giving me that update. And now I'm really understanding what's going on, especially now I see these comments of people saying they said it's not available in my area. I live in the United States. Like, that's, I can't believe that. So, yeah, we're on Odyssey now. So go ahead and check out the film on Odyssey. Thanks, you guys. Go ahead and refer to that link in the description. It's in between the two finger-pointing arrow hands. Thanks.